0: DJ our own, um, high school graduation party. Shout out to, uh, Eric Otto who helped us <laughs> a lot actually. And his brother Ryan Otto as well. Um, but it was really cool because we learned, you know, just the basics, like, you know, scratching and mixing and blending and all that kind of stuff. And so I kind of took that with me for, you know, pretty much wherever I would went and I've got, it's taken me to some really cool places, you know, DJing in different countries and DJing in different cities and stuff like that. And, um, Coming back to California after New York City, I was in more in the suburbs, the first in the desert um, in Palm Springs, and then moving over to a little bit more north near Riverside. And I realized I, I can't get that same feel of DJing in terms of like the places that I want to go to because, you know, I'm more in the burbs. The bars are a little bit different. They cater to more of a, um, a general crowd as well, which I'm really good at doing. But then the work of like just starting all over and finding a new audience and like working with, you know, doing those late nights again, I think I enjoyed kind of taking a little break because I one time I was DJing three to four times a week while still going still having a nine to five job and so moving out west again was good because I kind of kind of recentered myself figured out kind of what I want to do which direction I wanted to go but then also on some of like career my creative endeavors I could kind of pull back on some and then learn some new things one of those new things I learned was beat making and I'm saying beat making first because I'm not a music producer because that's a whole another larger um, involved term but I think beat making helped me kind of channel a lot of that DJing energy into music and then also learn something new because I was learning about syncopation learning about timing and a lot of different types of aspects of it and then also too what kind of sounds I like to gravitate gravitate towards because I like the kalimba and Rhodes and like you know almost that old school um, R&B and soul feel you know soul quarians and all that kind of stuff because that's the the type of music that I like when I was growing up and then also learning different styles as well trying to do a little bit more pop stuff doing some dance hall things and house and um also even like trap which i'm just not good at but you know i tried anyways um helping me in that journey was my man Richter who has been doing beats for a very long time and him and his partner Jafar have been uh, working together as a group called Mars Mergen. and they've been producing beats for different um, independent artists for themselves they've also tried their hand at rapping as well and started to uh, flesh out their full-on um skills in terms of just music creation and everything else and so Richter's been helping me a lot just kind of being that like, kind of like the beat making mentor and uh giving me tips and tools and ways to um hone my skills as well. So it's been really cool to help um, to show my growth uh, over the year, but then also to seeing how they've really uh, stepped up their game in terms of how they produce their music, how they present their music, and also taking the reins themselves, um, you know, being indie and being uh, with their own imprint called uh, Il Art Museo. And so, had a good conversation with them. Just one, you know, we we all met through dance, and then we kind of graduated uh, graduated into music. But also, two to kind of see that journey, where they kind of see themselves, you know, fitting in the current uh, music landscape, and then also just how COVID helped them uh, refine a lot of their skills, but then also give them a little bit more focus. And now, welcome to My Friends Are Fresh, featuring Mars Merkin. on fellas what's going on man thanks, thanks for having us on, on. But, uh... <laughs> thanks for being on um yeah you know uh my kind of the theme of like my friends are fresh to kind of um kind of corral on all the people that i know that do cool things and then also um kind of one kind of go on a little bit of our history that we've kind of how we kind of met and then also kind of you know dive into a lot of the creativity stuff that you guys have been going on which is pretty dope and so um like i'm a former b-boy uh, i met richter through b-boying but then how did like you know richter and jafar how did you guys
1: meet yo do, do we have an official story I don't we just met through, <laughs> through dance <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> i feel like did, did did we came up right we came up to the we came up to the yeah, yeah, for sure. We came out um a couple times but
2: um it was like later i, I ran into you And then um, you're like, I think it was like MySpace. You're like, yo, we got music on MySpace or something like
1: that. (laughs) I just remember you were cool and you were tall and you were interested in like me, not just the people I was running with. And I was like, that's cool. (laughs) I got a friend. We kind of clicked ever since then. Uh, But we just always linked like it just always felt like the same wavelength type of thing. So that's why I don't really remember like the exact moment because it was so kismet. You know what I mean? One of those like, yo, and we always known each other. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember (laughs) where we met. I just know that I've always known you. (laughs) And then I guess there was a time before that that I didn't know you. Uh,
2: You came out and taught Culture Shock Oakland. I think that was the first time I met you. Dang, um, that was probably around the time like. I was wanting to choreograph, but I was around just a lot of um, gay dancers that choreograph. Yeah. So I see like a black straight dude. I was just like, "Yo, it's possible." Next, <laughs> like I get it. Like cool. Like you know. What I mean? Like yeah, there are some sprinkled around. Like not like you hear it, but you don't see it. <laughs> so, so, so for me, like I was like, "All right, cool." And then I think from there we just like we just were cool. Just yeah we I mean, were always like thinking about musicality i think in terms of like chore- choreographing and choreography so yeah, yeah. and
0: like yeah because you know um <clears throat> i met richter moore through like b-boying stuff and he's the one that kind of got me him and slim were the ones that kind of got me to go towards uh the funkinometry route and then once with that happened that's how we kind of went down to socal got to meet you guys um and like, out of the people that we had met in socal like your guys team was just like the most fun to me and it was just like cool like. Good, good people's again, we were in a group of a lot of gay guys, no shade whatsoever. But it was cool to see straight dudes that were like, Oh, straight dudes dance too! Yo, awesome, we, we try to make some of this money, have fun. There's a lot of women around, man. <laughs> um, but it was cool because I think that was like a cool thing to kind of vibe off of and to meet like new folks yeah. in uh down in SoCal that are kind of on the same wavelength and then you know, that was, shoot, damn near 10 years ago now, 15, is it? <laughs> yeah, we're closer to 15. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like almost 15. So now, I mean, transitioning out of dance, because like, again, like you guys are heavy into it. Like Richter, you're kind of running your own team at one point. You know, Jafar, you're still like heavily in like teaching and stuff. How did you guys go from, you know, just more on dance collaboration and just being uh, dance friends, but then, and then transitioning into like real friends slash music uh, friends or music partners, I should say
1: again that's another one of those i don't remember the day we started making music but i remember <clears throat> i had been coming up and me and rector were cool but uh was it j is his name jimmy was his name uh the cat that drew um but he was crazy in the music he was on your he was on your crew uh oh, jimmy with the it? glasses jimmy yeah jimmy yeah. Uh, jimmy and jimmy would always uh, slide us like mixtapes um and like music that he was feeling and uh and then we, he, but he was just very specific on how he do it, and I would always talk to Rick about like, "Yo, is this dude like, dude's cool, right? <laughs> he, he's kind of strange. He's cool. I just don't really know." Him. And so <clears throat> that kind of like broke down. Oh, he's like, "Yo, yeah, he just really likes music. He's just vibe. Because I remember there was, an, I was with Rick. There was a time where he got in the car. It's the first time I ever met Jimmy. He's like, "Yo, I got some music I want you to hear." And he gets in the car with me and Tessie, and then like he just never left the car. Like <laughs> He just kept playing <laughs> music and looking at us, and I was like, "All right, this is dope." Um, I don't know what to do. And I, I don't know how to ask this man I don't know to get out the car. <laughs> yeah. So I remember telling Richter about that. And then like, I remember him break him, the way he was breaking down Jimmy's approach to music and his respect for where he was coming from was like, oh, cool. He gets people like me. Like, I don't, I, my, I already have the conduit of teaching. So I'm already introducing it in <clears throat> in the guise of teaching. I'm, already, I'm still showing you the way I hear music. And Jimmy was just like talking about it one on one. But Richter's respect for that was like, ah, oh, cool. This dude gets it. So that I remember just from that, I was just always like, all right, cool. If I got music information, if anything like that, it would always bounce back and forth between us as far as like new music and stuff like that. And then I remember how it exactly transitioned into us just making music. I think I really remember us being like, yo, we got the same last name. We should be the Beatsmiths. Because everybody's running around with names, <laughs> especially day in wow. the dance scene, oh, everybody yeah, right. had names. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, again, I don't remember like exact dates or when, but I just remember being like that, that Jimmy thing, being like, "Oh, cool, I just finished teaching." I love that you guys have a name before you guys started
0: making music. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: the
1: yeah, man. Uh, it was um, funny, I just feel like we both just kind of transitioning. we're transitioning, still being in dance, but wanting more from dance, but not really, like, not knowing it was straight music, so we just kind of, like, curved at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, nah, that's dope. And I mean, like, um, and then for Richter, you were kind of making beats kind of on your own before that,
2: uh I think, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I was always chopping up just random loops and things like that, kind of in the early days.
0: Um, and, and then for that, like, were you, when you're making music, were you kind of doing it just as like, like on a hobby tip? Were you like envisioning yourself to like dance to it? Like making your own music to dance to? Or is it just kind of just like another creative outlet?
2: Um, I mean, I wanted to produce and start producing for people, of course. But really, like it was the next step from DJing because I was already DJing in high school. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I star myself so I can get them tables, so I was doing house parties and all that, and so for me, being creative, like, just pushing other people's music, I just was like, I want to make music, and then you had the jazzy Jim era, and the Rick Lee era, where they're DJs, and they're making their own remixes. and I'm like, oh, so you can DJ and do that, so I kind of moved into producing, in a sense, that way, so it wasn't just like oh i just want to be a dope producer like alchemist or something you know just for me the evolution of like hip-hop in a sense but from djing the next level is obviously producing and production right
0: yeah, no, I definitely see that because like um, I DJed with Rick Lee a couple times like in San Jose and like he was a cool ass dude. And super, you know, he's an OG. He's been doing it like especially in the Bay Area. He's been DJ for like literally forever. And he's like at least 10 years older than us, I think. So he had that extra, yeah. <laughs> the extra extra length of uh, OGness. But he <laughs> kind of was talking about that, too. He's like, yeah, you know, at a at a certain point, you can't just quote, unquote, just be a DJ. Like you got to start making your own remixes. You got to start. It's like, even if you don't want to produce in terms of like a rapper or a singer, you want to produce for your own stuff. So you can have your own remixes. And now you're not just a quote, unquote, DJ, you're, you're a DJ, DJ slash producer, or you're, you know, um, making your own edits and that kind of stuff. Cause that's how I saw people, um, people that I DJ'd with, they were putting out their own 12 inches. That's what they were doing. They're making their own edits and kind of going in and extending loops and sending the, the breaks and stuff like that. So they have like a uh, songs that they can mix a lot easier as opposed to just like getting what they got. And so I started to see more DJs around that that were in the club rooms that were starting to produce on that tip first before I started to like really see like, oh, these DJs are becoming producers as well. Yeah. And then and that's, that's the part that I was like kind of like cool in. And then um. And then for you guys, you guys started to make more music just um, first on the produce, production end, but then you started to write your own lyrics as well. Like, how did that transition kind of go in?
1: Yeah, yo, know, uh, one of those, I think in uh, when you're you're researching or just perfecting or just experiencing your craft, there's a point where you feel like you run into a, or at least for me, there's been plenty of points where you feel like, all right, cool. I'm stagnant. I feel like I'm ready to do the next thing. But. I don't know what the next thing is. Um, So I feel like we just got to this point where we were always ready for an artist, ready for somebody to be focused or want beats or all of these things where we were just like, all right, we're just gonna be, have everything set in place and then we just need this ingredient. It got so long of realizing we had been catering and developing a sound that we knew better than anybody. And Rick had been, his has been doing writing stuff since forever. and then for me, it was just one of those things like I like, especially in a hit during COVID, there's, the, there's I can't connect with people. We got all this music we sitting around sitting on like, all right, yo, if people could be out there mumbling and I can complain about it all the time, <laughs> then why can't I put some words together? Uh, we got a million beats. And then it just kind of became it took shape from there and became like, oh, this is really something that we have a lane that we've created for other people that we actually kind of created for ourselves. So then just kind of came into, like, falling into the steps that we had already had set out for somebody else. Yeah. Um, No, that makes sense. And also, especially, like, especially in the, you know, rick's
0: always been up uh, up on like how the industry's been moving and where it's been going from that so like it's interesting to kind of see because we've all we've all seen it like the transition in terms of like the lane of okay i actually spit real lyrics then i'm over here mumbling i'm here Mm. mumbling singing i'm over here mumbling (laughs) rapping i'm over here just mumbling i'm like and so um I think the the adverse of technology and that kind of stuff has made it easier for people to make beats, easier for people to put song, make songs, and then put it out there. And so, like that, it's like it's a good thing because it's like, oh, cool, it's accessible to everything. But then it's a bad thing because there's like an extra load of crap all the time and stuff that. And the other aspect of it too is like when I was um, back in New York, one of my younger friends, she was the one that kind of challenged me to listen to more current music because I was being, being an old head and just listening to mm-hmm. stuff that I like. And mm-hmm. so. Um, happens, and I told her, man. dude,
1: I, I, I think that, especially, we all hit that plateau where we're just like, Generational, man. Yeah. That's like, why we grew up with jokes about all, these all, all the old people here talking about, oh man, you kids. I remember being young and like going, yo, what was so dope about the seventies that all these people talk about <laughs> the sixties being like, they played the seventies music and the parents hated it. You know what I mean? And then realizing that's just, that just, it's generational. That just happens, man. You get catered to, you're like, you're a target demo for yep. you know a certain chunk of your life and that's where you're most like engaged in society so you feel yeah. like yeah this is this is it this is the yep. golden era this is it i fit it all makes sense and then you grow up and people start making commercials that aren't targeting you or <laughs> your commercials are now for zantac and what else and you're like yo this music is weird man yeah it's <laughs> it
0: it it was good because it kind of challenged me to be a little bit more current and like what was what the kids like you know actually listening to and stuff and i was laughing because you know so her favorite rapper is big sean and i'm like eh, i'm not i'm not mad at him i'm not no whatever but i just didn't really pay attention to him and then when i went to go look at his discography he had like four or five albums and i was like yo this dude's on it like he you know consistent good beats like solid lyrics and i was like okay he's not like I wouldn't listen to them all the time, but I get the appeal. Like I was like, okay, now I started to see it. So I started to take that kind of mentality to a lot of the younger rappers and then to be less old man and just be a little bit more open and then understand, like, okay, cool. This might not be for me, but I get it now. At least this there's a lane that people that they're feeling that people are riding with. And then there's people that are just fucking whack, and that's just a whole nother
1: thing. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I feel like so. If you like if you get so old man on your own porch, you never you don't actually get in the lane. So all you see is the whackest because mm-hmm. it gets the most. Most tread you know yeah. you see the best or the worst and so you start going yeah, i mean all that stuff is horrible yeah i don't know it's garbage <laughs> and, <then> you, <laughs> and so you actually put yourself in 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 a mode where you're like all right cool i'm, I'm a consumer consumer of music and art and culture and i'm old like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean things are different so cool what is this and with a clean palette and go all right cool like they're not trying to, like that nobody's trying to be too bad so i yeah. don't know you know what i mean They ain't no need to be like man this ain't real music no nah, it's different music it's a different time like it's, and you know, it's so also I mean? you know, and it's also created by a different
0: like you know i think being in new york was interesting too because i got to see a lot of the like people that got big off the internet and soundcloud first and so they would come and perform in new york first and they'd right. be horrible but that's because you know they've been making beats in their, in their bedroom hanging you know you know uh doing songs through the through email and all that kind of stuff so they're really just at home making music which is dope but then when they started to perform in, in front of live crowds they don't know how to do that so they were still getting their footing and all that so i started to kind of see like that like transition where i'm like oh, okay you guys are just like internet rappers quote unquote but now you're starting to get that chops in go, going in live audiences finding a vibe and it, it takes a little bit but it was interesting i so so now i think i was less uh less harsher and more just like, oh, okay, you just you just finally get your footing. Okay, get it, work, work.
1: You gotta be. I mean, just look at how like back in the day when the act came out, you had a, a uh your manager, your stage mom, you had your Joe Jackson's making your rehearsal, you couldn't, eat, you know what I mean? So you got you had all of this, that was how things operated, but now everything is so much more attainable. You're not getting those certified reps. Yeah. Or you don't have to. So then yeah, finished products can look way different. Uh, yeah so and i think that's that part's been start to realize you know what <laughs> maybe i can be smart and realize th- they're not after me <laughs> and they're not they're telling me that my music's whack so i don't know why i gotta go over there to yeah. tell them their music's whack no exactly everyone like, can kind
0: of yes, <laughs> right. nah, have their own lane i think that's the most interesting aspect of it and so like um you're right. I've seen more people jump into things like rapping where they probably wouldn't have done it before. But they're like, OK, well, I know I'm better than that guy. So let me like, let me actually try my hand at it and then see, you know, get those reps in to see, is it hard? You know, is it something I like to do? Because, like, you know, there's a lot of people that are producers that rap purely just so they can have someone on their own track. But then they're not rappers. They're just doing it because they want to get that vibe and that feel so that if they were going to give it to somebody. That's kind of like a good marker for them to start with and go from there.
1: Right. Right. <clears throat> Well, I feel like I feel like it's more. uh, You'll see that across the board because I feel like just people are more. Your daily life is set up to be judged a little bit more public just because of social media things. So people just are a little bit more willing to jump into lanes. Um, They're still scary, but I think you're just more conditioned to be judged. So you're not as afraid. Whereas, you know, back in the day when. Somebody's gonna post them on the internet. You felt like you were the only person putting that on the internet. <laughs> now everybody knows. Everybody puts everything up. So it's like, yeah. all right, whatever, that's cool. So like, you, oh. which is empowered. That's why you got so many more people making films, arts, the, the the mediums that people are using. You know, just all these things that are so so much more broad because people are actually trying things without feeling so so judged. Which, but the inverse is that they totally want to be judged. <laughs> they yeah. have that trap yeah Yeah, that's the part that to me
0: was like the most interesting aspect of it is you start to see that more where it's like i like the younger generation tries I like more, and they put themselves out there, but at the same time, by doing that, you know, like you said, the quality might not be as good. Where before, people would be in the lab I've been working on this for eighteen months. Now I drop it, and everyone knows about it. Nice. Now it's like, hey, I just made this yesterday because my girlfriend gave me a donut. I thought that was a cool song <laughs> to make, and I'll make a song about a donut that my girlfriend gave. Boom! Here's on SoundCloud. Check me out on Bandcamp and also on Spotify.
1: <laughs> Boom! I mean, and now, because you got now you got that fringe audience. It's like, yeah, not only did that does that happen, that one person. Now they got an endorsement deal for clinics. You know what I mean? So you got people who are like, yo, I'm not even really trying to really be in the lane, but I'm just trying to get opportunities. Yeah. So everybody's out there, which is a so good, then, thing. good thing. It makes it comfortable for, at least for me, for somebody who has that own, I bring my own baggage of judgment. And when you step out the gates, it's got to be top notch. You know what I mean? Rehearse, practice, 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 all that. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. to see. I don't have to bring some of that in or Leaving some of that behind is empowering, as opposed to going, yo. That's, but that's that's what real is. You gotta you gotta fall on your face and nobody knows. Like, nah, man. Like, you can get farther ahead by letting go of some of that. This is real rap type of stuff. (laughs) Type
0: of no, that makes sense. And so now. And you know, with all that, like, where do you guys start to find your foothold and where you want to um do with your own music? Like you said, you guys have been kind of grinding on a, a little bit and you've m- making more music now together and collaborative. Um, you guys started to put out a little bit more projects now. Like uh Richter, you started your you guys you started little getting more on the organizational tip and you know, starting up a record label so you guys can start to put out your own things. Like now that you started to do that, how do you guys how is it how is it changing to creating your um
1: a lot of the stuff that you're doing now? <clears throat> Just before Rick talked, Rick been organized. Rick's been <laughs> Merv Griffin. He's been ready for all this stuff to happen. I'm slow. Uh, and so he's he been on it. So I go ahead, Rick. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice cosine Nice cosine. Right?
0: <laughs> I ain't got to say that. No. I, I mean, uh, I think what, like, just
1: talking
2: about the infrastructure, really? Yeah, the infrastructure and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's kind of the same, but we have to think of what he was talking about with the lanes being so wide open yet so narrow for niche. Meaning you know, everybody's releasing, so everybody's using release platforms, DSPs, right? So now we have to just change the infrastructure to where we're kind of doing them in, in bulks, or we're doing them within like a time period where we kind of feel something during that time, right? Like. Mm-hmm these three months, however we're feeling musically, right? But then we gotta make sure we get a whole two months ahead to upload it when you wanna release it because there's so many people trying to do it. So infrastructure-wise, you gotta kind of change up, you know, the whole, hey, oh, we gotta load up, have these ready, get this mixed, that could be later, you know, move some things around and stuff, so. Um, Infrastructure-wise, we we figured out our own means. We use Notion. I'm big Notion guy, so I am. Um, but uh, I like it a lot. Everything seems to work for us. Um, we've tried many things: Dropbox, Box. <laughs> I mean, we've tried everything. So yeah. I don't really think it matters what you use. It just have to be something that you use. Yeah, being more
0: deliberate with like how you're starting to put all your stuff together.
2: Yeah, yeah. And whatever you, you're you gonna use, just commit to it. even if it's workflow where it's just something that's text, like just commit to using it all the time. It, it, you'll get something out of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, nah definitely. And so now like you guys are in a space, like i said, COVID's been around for about a solid year now. Um how is that kind it's of wild. like <laughs> yeah, I was like t- just talking about that the other day too. Um yeah. So now in the COVIDness, like in this last year, you know, there was like that meme going around. It's like, yo, if you don't come out of COVID with like a new language or a freaking business or, you know, <laughs> wrote, wrote a novel, it wasn't, it wasn't about you. It's just like you ever had the, you know, passion for it, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you, how did you guys use the kind of time of like now you guys indoors, you know, whatever your situations is to still kind of create, but in a way that's like productive?
1: I feel like we just kind of got lucky because, uh, well, things worked out because Rick had already planned to move. So it coincided, the lockdown coincided with with like uh, him being closer in proximity. So it made it made the workflow actually easier. We were already committed to doing it and then him and not having to go to work, uh, the commute and some of that stuff. It just made things easier to get done, um, in my opinion, and he lives right down the street. So we were already committed to to getting that done. And then when they said you had to stay inside, it was like, all right, cool. Let's hunker down and do what we were already planning to do. But yeah. we have the benefit of him being right down the street, too. So it it literally doesn't feel as far. Things just just it's, it's hard to explain, but just knowing we're in the same city just makes things feel a little bit more attainable. Um, yeah. So at least on my end, so I was just quicker to get things done um, or be able to see them through. Uh, and then again, not being able to leave the house. Like what else? <laughs> what else? Are you gonna... I got no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up with that song? Uh, there was a lot of top ramen in my house today. So <laughs> I got no excuse. <laughs> I got PS4 games to finish.
2: <laughs> yeah. And to add on, I think we actually were prepped for COVID. Because he lived in L.A. for a minute and I was in the Bay and we were working together. So we were used to kind of like sharing files and sending each other things and working together. So um, when everybody had to work that way, we kind of were already prepared in a sense for that situation. We just had to optimize it and try to make it business work, like make it more business savvy in terms of. How we already kind of worked, and then I moved over here to Vegas, obviously. And then, um, so yeah, I'm like right down the street from home, so it's been easy. It's been easy yeah. coming from yeah. not having the old way where it's like it's a six hour drive, or it's an eight hour drive, yeah, yeah. or it's a two hour
1: flight, whatever. Yeah. No, no. Nah, nah. There's always I some mean, kind of time frame, some some kind of constraint that we're under. Uh, which is production time we lost, dude. you know, it's yeah. just production
2: time we lost, like all yeah. that driving time we could have been working together.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and then I know, Richter, you've been doing things where you're, you're starting to utilize um, Discord to kind of like uh, work with artists and like people that you're making beats with. Like, how is that process? Like, how is that going?
2: People are interested in it. Um, they're kind of just wanting to get a couple of tracks in right now. Um, But a lot of them are like, Yo, I'm down, though. I just want to get a couple going. So the interest has been there. They're just not jumping immediately into it, which is great because some people don't like to try new things. But yeah, um, this this little group of people we've been starting to try to work with, they've been really receptive to the music and the idea of the discord. So I think I'm super excited. It's it's
0: going
1: to start paying off. Yeah.
0: And so and so when you guys utilize Discord, it's like, you know, I hop in, you hop in, and you're kind of just sharing your screens and music and all that kind of stuff and working on a track together collaboratively through Discord. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, pretty much. That's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That collaboration aspect. That makes it that makes it more fun. Cause I, I think the going to the booth, you know, sitting down. Cause I think that was the funniest part about um uh, oh geniuses it's like um those beatmaker videos that they were putting out for a long time like they were like talking to all these like internet producers and they're like yo let's take them to a studio with all these knobs was, like yeah tell, tell, tell us your process so you know i was at home you know opened up my laptop you know what I'm saying? i uh, i used a i used XYz's freaking uh drum kit added in some 909s added in eights <laughs> Yep, <laughs> it's like uh, why don't you just interview them at their house, man? It would be a lot easier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell you, man. Yeah, you don't need. You know, we talk about that too. The, the the growth and all the advances in technology, man. It's it's so beneficial. That's why, like, for the workflow, COVID has been one of those things that like you can't avoid, and it's it is absolutely shitty across the board. But it also at the same time with like what we're doing with work, it just we were already headed towards streamlining. So it streamlined it even more. Cause like there's less places you can go, less stuff you can do. Only way you can reach out is through some kind of Zoom conference hangout place. So yeah. <clears throat> with Rick having Discord and having that that attack and already having years, 10 years of file sharing and all that. It just was like, all right, cool. This is actually strangely easier for us.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of the, um, some of the creatives that have been in that realm of like already kind of just like figuring out a workflow, the like COVID kind of helped them solidify a little bit more. Um, and then being able to collaborate and like that kind of stuff. And like, you know, um, as I was talking to my, my friend DJ Kamish a little bit before, and he was just like, yeah, you know, overnight, I had to like learn how to freaking stream and then have lighting and then do this and that. So he's like, you know, I, you know, for him a year ago, he's a DJ, he does corporate gigs, he's doing nightlife stuff. So he was booked out all through 2020 and then literally in like what, two days, all that yeah. goes away. <laughs> Straight up. like, And, and with no recourse, He's just gone. Exactly. He so figured so- something out. So he, you know, within, the, you know, I helped him a lot in terms of like some of the t- technology aspects of it. But yeah, he had to rethink all of his stuff. And like, you know, he started up um, a couple, um, he started, he was like, yeah, Cam, I had to learn Twitch. I was like, I did not even know what Twitch was like yesterday. <laughs> and so now he, you know, he has a, a weekly show on Twitch. He has like, you know got his emotes going he got a following slowly but surely like you know he but he was telling me he was like yeah i had to you know just be a dj and then now i'm basically being you know turning in my whole little uh a corner of my house into like a studio you know like i got my lighting going down audio sits. you
1: know i got mods now for my twitter i'm like well, what would you know about not mods <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's what i'm saying it's, it's been empowered especially for people like me who, who are like i i'm entertainment driven i like to be in front of a camera that's my calling thing but but the production in i i was always inserted so i never had to create it uh so then you kind of build up this i don't do that mentality in your head i don't i don't know i don't mics i don't do i don't know the smart people do that i do this but COVID in that insulation, while at the same time seeing everybody that was willing to take a chance exceed you're like all right well cool i guess i get these monitors set up and get a twitch password i've had it for just for a year but i guess i'll take it seriously now and uh but that's that's the beauty of it is it's also you're not it's it's still new that you're not bandwagoning but it's also the process is so normal that you can fumble and it's not going to mess up anything yeah, but, you know it Doesn't not nothing has to be super polished and, yeah and you know, then people are, kinda,
0: people are kind of people are kind of calling uh along for the ride as well so like it, that's part of it that's kind of cool and so that you as you start to like learn and get a little bit better they're kind of on that same like yeah. step of the way yeah um so like richter like you you're like you said we have you know the record label kind of a little bit more popping off and kind of organizing with that um as you start to like solidify for your guys' like public like offerings, like what is your kind of main goal over the next like couple months in terms of like putting out music and that kind of stuff?
2: Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, you know, you got to me. Um, we're going to put out some loops and then um, say so yeah, we're going to put out a loop pack. It's going to be a, I guess I'll just plug it. It's going to be a free one and a paid one. Um, the paid one will be ten dollars. The free one will be free. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I have info on that. Um, it's hard to it's hard to spell this, but I'll try it. LRT Arte de Hopefully, plug it. But just go to the website; it'll be up there. If you yeah. can't remember that, you also go by Mars Mercant. Cam's one of the only people to still call it Beastman. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to Marsmerican it'll take you to wherever you need to go. Yeah, but yeah, so we plan plan on putting out some loops. Um, we plan on putting out something called the Frag Packs, which are beats for anybody to use. Creatively, I guess, like um, using for your stream. Yeah, using for your music stream, using for your album, using for your mixtape. Anything you need music for? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of putting out chunks of music at a time, kind of. Yeah,
0: and so that's going to be like more of a consistent thing, like over a set period of time. You guys drop kind of like the frag packs to kind of like kind of build up a library of just like royalty free use this music with where you, where, you know with your projects and that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I think so. I would say, it's, yeah, I would say we're going to do it often, but I don't think we want it to be so routine to where it's like it's every very,
1: month like, of this year
2: on the 13th of every month or it's yeah. so, just so when we we got something for you we got something for you you know we yeah. look forward to it but we look forward to always of course bringing out some cool stuff so oh, so. it should be mutual should be mutual
0: yeah no thought that's, that's yeah. really fresh but i think that's the thing that as people are starting to gravitate to Twitch and start to stream more like finding that the like you said original music that's not going to get their like stream dropped or anything like you that know. is going to be more and more important especially especially as you're starting to stream whether it's on video games, you know, talk and that kind of
1: stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, and we got so much music. So uh yeah, pretty much this year the the, the focus is much more on the pr- production output and uh way less on the artist us being the artist in Uh, and it's just perfect time because again there's this is everybody's a producer and everybody's an artist but we've been producing forever yeah so with all these new artists and and people with all these these ventures going off it's it's perfect time for us yeah Uh, and we really have grown as producers from in every aspect from of from what we make, how we make, what we used to make it, the workflow, how we disseminate it. So it's just really exciting to be at a point where we're like, all right, we got product for y'all. Uh, stepping in the loop game. Uh, like, it's just exciting. So this year is really, really the focus is on um, getting that. And, you know, and speak on more,
0: speak more on the on the loops aspect of it, because, like, you know, a lot of people kind of know what that means. And it's like. You know, in the producer community, people make you know beat packs, which is like all drums and all like um drum kits, which is all drum stuff. And then other people make like loop loop kits where it's like a bunch of different types of loops, little instrumentation that people can use to create on that. Um, what would your guys' kind of like movement into that realm of like more loops as opposed to just putting out full of finished product
1: products? Uh what was our what was our move? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah that that thinking to go into that aspect of it. Just I think just at least especially, especially for me, it just being more aware of the opportunities we're not using that mm. we're capable of. Uh, again, you just like, I'm just one of those people who really gets in their head of, I've seen so-and-so do it this way. That person is incredible. That's what you do. Uh, you know what I mean? Instead of realizing that there's a million ways to get there. So uh, yeah. we've been making... Loops. I mean, the loops we've known about loops and samples forever, but it was just one of those things that was like, it it doesn't make any sense now to look at it as separate, but it just felt separate for the longest time. Uh, But that's why I said growing and having to really look at what you're doing and why you're doing it, and having this time to sit here and seeing what other people are doing and successes and failures, and, and just all the years of us doing this, it just made sense to like, oh, we'll. This is going to help us grow. It's a monetary vehicle. It's another way to connect. We do it anyway. Yeah. This is exciting. Nice. Uh, just another way to really connect. So our movement came from just basically going, all right, cool. We've did the artist thing that's established. We kind of feel satiated personally in that for the time being, uh, we're closer. So our production is leveling up physically closer. So now all of these other options are really looking viable and and necessary uh with what's going on and what's out. So it's just like, all right, cool. Let's do that. Like, yeah, that's that's a, mountain, that's a mountain that is far from insurmountable, but it's still a mountain. We just ain't climb, let's climb that. And that's where yeah. it's that. No, that's
0: dope. And I think that's like, you know, for me, I was DJing for such a long time. And then, you know, going from New York, come back to SoCal, or I'm like back in the burb. So um the opportunities to DJ or like pretty much LA or nothing.
1: Right. So
0: I think, you know, finally starting to dip my toe in the waters of like trying to make, make beats, not even producing yet, just understanding that aspect of it. It was a lot, it was actually more fun than I thought it was going to be. And like the, I, I, took to it faster and then now like you know uh you know talk with richter a lot he helps me with the, like a lot of the basics and understanding of certain things and, and thought process as well um i think for me it's been a fun just a creative outlet just because like i don't really again i'm not doing that djing anymore so i'm like okay what am i gonna do with this music it's all this music knowledge that i got hanging out here Yo, you
1: know <laughs> I, I think you hit it on do you hit the nail on the head when you said fun it was like that's it. It's something that's new and and it's fun. Like the loops is something that doesn't, we don't have to change what we're doing, how we're doing, but it's also new and something we haven't done specifically. And it's fun. Uh, So that's really this where we're at. And, and again, with that same mentality of being like, I, I didn't do a lot of production homework. So I, I wasn't one who watched Timbaland or, Sought YouTube videos on how to like how to make beats because I come from the dance world of that's biting you know what I mean like cool if you learn the skills from this person you're taking that skill you're biting so it's just which isn't it has a place in a in your growth as a kid at least for me but as an adult it became a hindrance because I started cutting off avenues to grow thinking that I'm I'm being true so, I just never looked at, you know. So, I go, <clears throat> i walk around going, Yeah, man, people who use loops, I ain't real producing. Nobody ever told me that. I don't know <laughs> where it's not out. You know what I mean? But the minute you get out there and, and start to realize the communities that are out there and see who's in the communities, you're like, Man, this is fun. And this is. This is what people are doing, man. I thought I had to get piano lessons. I just need to buy this sound over here. Cool. As like, uh, as you know, as Inspector Deck
0: says, like I I was over here bombing atomically, and I didn't know I could just be like, eh.
1: yeah yeah it's really about what what fits man so it's in it and finding it just it's fun yeah i think that's the part yeah and i think that's the part like
0: um like you know i got the uh the dilla like drum kit from richter like earlier on he was like you should learn with this mess around with it play with it and then once you get comfortable throw it away (laughs) <laughs> and then like and, but just to kind of say like yo this is something that everyone has everyone uses and like to death but this is a good way to at least get that basic bearings and get some foundation under it and the base yo. and then you then then now that you've outgrown it you understand why either a you would go back and use it or you wouldn't but at least you have someone to start and then kind of move on from there because i think i've um i've actually moved away from loops just because I, i've been like creating my own melodies it's like really fun i'm getting better at my keys like slowly but surely and then when i do go back to loops then i have a different fresh ear for it and all that kind of stuff and i'm like oh so like now that you guys are starting to create more loops i was like hmm maybe i should make my own loops we'll
1: see <laughs> it's just the opportunities to, to like whatever helps you i really feel like my my beat making has increased just because my brain doesn't look at the song as this giant piece that i have to <laughs> consume at once i can go cool i'm i'm, I'm feeling the melody Cool, I'll just work on the melody. I may not make a beat. Oh, I really want to make a beat, but everything, I want to make a hard beat, but I just keep playing these chords that sound like butterflies. Like I'm never going to, you know? So just being able to go, cool, this is what I want to do. What can help me get there? Mm-hmm. And realizing that that is really production. It's not this, I got to have my head down, I got to find this, my dad got record collection, so I got this record, nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's cool war stories, but... Is your shit? Is your shit banging? Is it? Is it cool? Do people like it? Fresh? <laughs> is it yeah. legal? Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's not, like we'll <laughs> pretty that.
0: You don't. I, I think that's the the aspect of it too, of like starting to understand more of like uh, as rick was talking about the different types of communities that got out there where it's like you know there's that whole community that is strictly about loops there's a whole community that's you know strictly about like you know 808s and like you know um how they do their hi-hats and all that kind of stuff and there's like you know the whole like lo-fi situation and like there's so many different types of pockets of communities that you can you know find the one that like you like and kind of rock within there um
1: and also
0: yeah, pretty much. And, <laughs> Straight I think, up. and it's funny because I'm like, you know, I, you know, again, we're all from the hip hop era and like that aspect of it. And so sometimes we do dabble into the more the boom bap situation or like no, but then at the same time, we also like R and B. We also like different types of different music. So we'll go and dabble in different areas, and it gets back to that fun aspect of just creating. And I think. um, I had a really good conversation with Richter last year, you know, as cause like, you know, I'm a nerd, so I'm going to go in like deep in, like, okay, I could, okay. I can put it on just so kid, then I can go on Spotify then I could do this and then, Bandcamp, and then blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, do I really want to do all that? No, nah, I just want to create, just have fun, <laughs> get better. Like, I don't want to have any like pressure of like, you know, trying to, you know, I just, I, and I think that decision helped me get become better because this is a thing that I was not quote unquote good at. So I can just learn, increase and get and get and enjoy that aspect of just creating without having an end goal in mind so like you know i'm putting like i made a instagram account for myself but for for my beats but it's more as a uh as an archive so i can track my progress less and more of like yo, i'm trying to, i'm trying to get you know a thousand followers and like yo listen to my but, piece, that, but, like,
1: that, but you know how and that's how but that's the stuff that ends up that's where you'll find somebody will really rock with you because you know what i mean you're really doing your stuff for yours you're, you're cataloging and doing it You're putting it out there to share. You know, people could have access to it, Mm -hmm. but you're also not trying to impress, but that's where the realness is. So that's that's what's incredible about how it is now, getting back to that fun and really being focused on doing what you do. Yeah. why, Why you do it.
0: Yeah. And it's creating. And I think, you know, even now it's been, for me, it's been fun because my whole family is pretty musical in terms of like playing instruments, writing lyrics, writing music, like sheet music and all that kind of stuff. And so I was a lot more on the dancing aspect, illustration design and that creativity. And so it's been fun to kind of like get into the music realm and then ask them questions. And they're like teaching me basics on keys and they're making fun of me because I don't use my pinky, when I do my pianos and like, you know, shit like, <laughs> that. like that, you know, like just that, you know, that, all that. So it's been fun to kind of like my dad is plays by ear. My brother knows his notes and does all like, he can actually write out the whole freaking crazy. Right. Um, I'll show, I'll, I'll play my like, you know, half-ass melody. And he's just like, Oh, I think you're trying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shout out to my <laughs> brother Donovan. He's uh way better than I am. And he's, Donovan. Yep.
1: Donovan. yep. But,
0: it's been cool because that it's like, again, it's very humbling because it's a, it is a learning process. And I think that's the part that like, especially for someone like me, that's multi-hyphenated in a lot of creative aspects, it's fun to kind of just be like learning and then like just getting better and like deliberately with that. Like one of the things I want to do this year is um, pick up the guitar and one of my, like a lot of my guitar friends are like, oh yeah, go to freaking Guitar Center, get yourself a, like a $70 on sale guitar and just learn basic shit and just yep. like, you know, so you it's like you know, learn with a crappy guitar first and make sure it's tuned right. Then then when you get to a point that you feel like you're quote unquote good, then you can level up. But why are you gonna get like a dope ass guitar if you can't freaking you can barely do Mary Has a Little Lamb? So that yeah. like
1: baby steps mentality is going fun. It's really where it's at, man. It's really where it's at. Rick and I same thing. Richard and I have been really trying to up our game with our keys and our actual music knowledge. Um, but it's we had to grow into that too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it had to become useful. Otherwise it was just too much information, which becomes off-putting. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I, I think
0: that's, they the, the the realm i think i'm as, as i'm starting to move in is starting to create my own remixes and they'll ask that aspect of it and um i think that's the realm and like you know kind of like back to the, like the loops and stuff like that where it's like oh this is like the fun like i like making melodies like melodies are cool to me so like that with the logical progression is to make your own loops and kind of put that out into the world and let folks like see what they can do with it and do that kind of thing so and then now like on the collaboration tip like how has your experience been so far while you guys are making music like in terms of like good collaborations, bad collaborations or like, you know, is it more fun to kind of keep it within the circle of like your folks that you guys work with? Or have you been, you know, trying have had good, better experiences like collaborating with people outside of the circle? Go ahead, Rick. I've been
1: talking, so I, I keep cutting Rick off. No, no. He's sitting in the middle, You just like, these two. No, no. No. It's
2: cool. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, ask it one more time. I got thrown
0: off. I'm thinking, <laughs> so, <laughs> what I'm saying is, now that you guys are like you guys collaborate together really well and then now you guys are starting to make your own loops to kind of put out to the world mm-hmm. so they can kind of use it so prior to like the loop making and all that like how has your collaborations been with other artists whether it's been like producing wise whether it's singing wise and you know what is those kind of like the the pluses and minuses of doing that oh i see i see um i
2: guess for us or at least for me mean, I guess maybe it kind of spills on to him because I'm tall and whatever. But um, <laughs> really what I'm trying to say is I think I'm, I've learned that loops are like a currency. You know what I mean? You can negotiate. You can sell it. You can barter for it. You can collaborate with it. So to me, I've just learned, yo, loops are, are a currency. And it could be a drum loop. It could be an instrument loop. You know what I mean? But um, that's kind of how producers... That's like their currency, right? To me, so that's how I see it. So, in terms of collaborating, um, I think it's been great. I mean, I've been learning a lot, especially getting to see him do it, you know, physically, do things on, on the keys or whatever. So, um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think you can actually say
1: some of this because, <laughs> because it, well, it, it's funny. We've been doing this for a long time, and we've made music with a bunch of people, but again, most of the stuff that we did. I mean, he just moved here last year. So we had been so distant that we didn't really actually collaborate like that with anybody for real. Um mm. maybe two artists that we've actually been in studio with. Like, you know, um and even that I don't think we've made a scrap I mean a couple of times, just a handful. Um so the collaboration has been really collective here, like give and go. Uh, they'll tell us a style or a genre, we'll make it like that. So we're, that's another, reason, another thing we're really looking forward to, especially with the Discord, because we'll really get to take the collaboration thing to the next level. But right. what for me is so great about it is now I actually feel capable uh, to fully collaborate as opposed to let me do my thing over here and then let's meet once my thing is done. I feel confident about it. And then you can tell me what you think about said thing. And that's collaboration as yeah. opposed to cool. What you feeling? All right. We got this much, what you feel, what we want to do, you know what I mean? Actually collaborating and building. So that's, that's an exciting Avenue that we get um, uh, with the loops as well. Another opportunity. Uh, Cause that's so many producers are, here the give and go let me do the keys you do a pad Uh, i'm gonna do i got the guitar i'm gonna do the guitar on it i'm just on the loops alone yeah Um, so really that's another reason we wanted to do the the loop pack so we can really get out there and really start collaborating with other producers um as well as artists in general so that'll be exciting because we haven't really really done any let's just hunker down everybody get here vibe and create yeah Yeah, no, exactly,
0: and I think I know um, as like COVID kind of like subsides. Hopefully, Christmas time probably. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can start. Like I said, you can start to see that where people start to collaborate a little bit more and have sessions because I think that's like that aspect of it is the fun part about, you know, even with like dance and even with music, it's just like those sessions are just like hanging out and just creating together and kind of figuring it out as it goes. And like, you know, hopefully coming out with something dope or maybe not, but still like those sessions is what I think I'm starting to see with other, um, smaller artists that have their kind of niche that like they're starting to do those smaller collaboration sessions with like one or two people and they're like exactly. hey you know we're we're both bored at home
1: we can nothing really do we've been talking back and forth on whatever and this is what we kind of created with it and so which is so that's what makes it to to go back to the discord thing which makes it so perfect because now we we have this loop pack we're about to drop frag packs ready to go we have and we have this vehicle so we're, we're still under this lockdown but cool hop in the room. And we get our session in, you know what I mean? Um, which is exciting. And, and that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. Because like I said, like I feel more confident to actually collaborate. Yeah. As opposed to before, it just was like, I like to make music. Let me go make something I feel like is cool. And then I'll show it to you. And then if you like it, maybe you could use it. It wasn't like really collaborative because of my own insecurities. Yeah. And, um, and so cool man I, I mean i we ain't I, dj quicker or but enough, but i just am not like i just am confident and i know what we do and we do it well and we have every step set up so it's not like a, uh, a cool we got a cool beat well that was fun we don't got nothing to do with it you know every step is set up so yeah. it's kind of like we reverse engineered and now we're like all right cool we got these keys and these loops who wants to smoke yeah no that's dope
0: and so i know you guys are starting to um kind of get uh kind of like a weekly stream session going on on saturdays where you guys kind of just kind of sit down and just collaborate on music and all that kind of stuff um now like like i said future planning like how do you guys hope what why do you how do you like those sessions like those like streaming sessions and how people are kind of just like getting to watch how you guys work and you know um, but like I've watched you guys a couple of times where you're like, yeah, you guys, you know, just literally put the put the, the camera on and just like get to work <laughs> and and have that collaboration, which is like cool to see, because then you can kind of see what parts that each of you like about the, the type of the song that you guys are starting to create. Like one person might be more on the drums, one person might be on the bass or whatever, whatever. But it's fun to watch that, that collaboration and then also kind of sees and sparks um, inspiration for other people as,
1: as they're starting to watch it. Totally, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this stream and been like I gotta go make some music, and not because I was like that person's whack. It's just like seeing somebody do something you love to do makes you want to do it. it you know, yeah, watching Jordan videos, going outside pretending to dunk, <laughs> same thing. Uh, the for me, it's I, I love them. it's cool. It's it's nice because it's it's another it's another avenue and time to really be together. We haven't had for years, so it's cool to be able to just cool. We stream. Yeah. We're going to aim for this. Didn't reach that, but we did this. Didn't do that. Did this. Um, and really get those that time to really connect and collab, which is just great. Uh, and it's cool that people can come in, stop by, see what's up.
0: Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I like that. That community aspect of it makes it cool, too, because then you start to meet other folks that are like in that same wavelength. And um, like Richard's got me on to, you know, going into Ill Minds uh, streams where he's just. I saw you today. Yeah, making beats for like six hours and just <laughs> and just like, you know, but, but it's cool because everyone in that chat is all like, you know, talking about stuff and they're kind of going back and forth and, you know, you know whether it's like following each other or just kind of starting to actually have those more like digital communities, which I think is really dope. And, um, yeah. and you know, everyone in everyone is making music in their own real right and that kind of stuff. So it's cool that it's more of a collaborative situation where, you know, people are picking up each other and like, yo man, that's dope. But we're, you know, put on the grind and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. It's incredibly collaborative and in that. That's been super. Rick told me about that stream oh, probably like two months ago and my life has changed just from that. Cause it helped me focus and it gave me somebody to watch and emulate without as many rules in a mind state while well, I was already in a mind state of wanting to break rules that i was already bringing in yeah so to have somebody who's so grammy so who's so accomplished being so accessible was really nice to to really allow me to to lose a bunch of things that i thought were beneficial because i'm like yo if this dude is like this and he's where i want to be man some of this stuff that i think i'm i'm is beneficial clearly isn't so let me step out let me connect let me i think i'm networking i ain't networking You know, because I'm doing, I'm networking to my standards, which are my standards, which is below, which is below the standard that it should be at, which is why it doesn't grow. So then to see somebody else or get in a community where you see everybody's just mad supportive and you can just having that ability to connect like that. You're like, all right, cool. Let me step out and get into some of these and do more of my own stuff. Yeah. Uh, No, that's dope. Which made that loop
0: currency. Yeah. And I, I see that the most. And so, um, well, you know, I don't want to keep you guys all night or anything like that, but uh, mm-hmm. glad you guys came through and kind of talk some, talk a little bit of shop. It's always been fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is there any, any, evidence,
1: you guys want to leave it, leave with anything? I think you plugged it frag packs. So if you, you stream, you got, you need music needs for anything. Uh, he told you martinworking.com. That'll get you to. Us or anything you need, frag packs will be out soon. Loot packs, we gotta hit you with a Loop pack too. Get you get some stuff going. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Just I think that's it. That's pretty much it, man. My side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's that's pretty much sums it
2: up. Um, check us out Saturdays on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, we stream simulcast on both at ten thirty or eleven um we'd be jamming um come check us out it's usually for about an hour and a half but um we might try to extend that things are getting things are starting to cook and uh we gotta the setup's getting better so we might be jamming for a minute more so
1: it's a playground yeah. over there
2: Not yeah that's dope. type of link but we'll be trying to do our own thing so come check us out thank you so much for having us yo thank you very much man yeah man really thanks really
1: for coming on i
0: think uh, i'm trying to like i said Trying to get, get be a little bit more um proactive about uh, promoting the homies and in like really showcasing all the folks who are doing some really cool, like creative things. Um, fresh, as I dare I say.
2: <laughs> uh, real quick, I wanna shout out O'Shea, Jimmy O'Shea, because we a yeah, big Jimmy. I wanna exactly. shout out Goose. Because he lived with me when I was taking all these road trips to see Jafar, so (laughs) nice, good man. The goose is loose. I know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, thanks,
0: uh, thanks, guys, for being on and uh, good conversation as always. Probably like this is the part where like the beats come in, so I gotta like
1: (laughs) grab like like you know one of you guys' beats and like you know, yeah, we know we know some guys. I lost you far.
2: If you can get a beat, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> got uh, royal, royalty pl-
0: free, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got money for that. Like less, less than uh, 10,000 plays. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Cool. No we got you. We got you. <laughs> All right.
0: Yo, man, thanks for coming on. This is Cam. My afternoon. friends are fresh. Peace. 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 My Friends are Fresh this is a bookie production, produced, edited, and hosted by Cameron T. Moore. You can find more of me on Instagram and Twitter at ADJCam. Peace.